Andrew Bobrol's here. I want to do a video on Quentin Johnson, uh, or Q, as uh, everyone uh, likes to call him now. Pretty interesting situation. You know, uh, if you look back on our uh, live video, we were all befuddled that uh, that's actually who we picked up in the first round, especially when we have people like Zay Flowers, Kincaid, Meyer, all these different folks that we thought were going to be our number one pick for the, uh, I mean, even Nolan Smith, right? But let's get into why we picked Quentin Johnson and uh, why I think he actually might be a really good pick for us. So let's get into it. So as always, uh, like and subscribe. Um, again, we have around 70% of the folks that are looking at our videos are actually not subscribed. So please, if you do like this content, please consider hitting that like and subscribe button. It does help the channel out so we can get out to more Charger and NFL fans. So let's get into it. I, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, just some sort of takeaways from, from really the pressers after we drafted Quinn Johnson. I've had a lot of time to mull over my feelings for him. I mean, let's not forget, guys, he was actually the number one rated wide receiver for a very long time in this draft. So I, uh, I think there was a lot of things that I think we learned on our live draft party from last night. Uh, we talked about him a whole lot. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about who he is and who he isn't, right? You know, one of the things I will definitely say is he's a very good um, person, good locker room guy. He was team captain. Um, I love the fact that he had that chain around his neck. I talked about it on our live feed. All these guys had these chains, all these gaudy chains. Well, he did have a gaudy chain, but he had a chain with his grandma, who's no longer with us, who, who passed away in 2020, right? So that says a lot about him and his character. Um, so I think there's a lot of really good intangibles that he has. And he's also hasn't been played football for very long too as well, folks. So he's got a lot of upside. Now we're going to talk more about some of the things. Um, there's a really good little um, article specifically on uh, really the takeaways from Quentin Johnson. Um, and I would probably rank these a little bit differently. I'm going to recap my thoughts. And also there's a tweet that I think is really cool that I'm going to bring up talking a little bit about Quentin Johnson. But what are your thoughts before I get into this? You happy with the pick? Dislike the pick? I know it's really... Someone we didn't think we were going to get, and he started, you know, a lot of draft boards started having him go to the top half of the draft. Um, and so, or the top half of the second round, right? So day two. But, you know, I think the more I look at Quentin Johnson, the more I kind of understand uh, kind of why we got him, right? So let's get into the whole situation. Brandon Staley looking sharp in his suit. You know, I have to say this. I, I do have to say this. Um the more I've looked at Quentin Johnson, the more I'm actually, uh, you know, liking who he is and what he is. So let, let me first start off by saying something. Um, the Chargers have a type, okay? Dating pool, whatever you want to say. You like blondes, you like brunettes, you like tall girls, you like short girls, you like thick girls, all the above. The Chargers have a type. We like tall wide receivers, right? When we start talking about the necessary traits, Quentin Johnson is the prototypical guy, right? Again, just like he says here, if, if a wide receiver would be built in the lab, that would be a Quentin Johnson, right? And it's one of those situations where you sit back and say to yourself, okay, fine, you know, what does he have, you know? And again, I, I would even liken it this way, right? If, <laughs> if it were possible for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to create a baby, it would be Quentin Johnson, right? If there's some way that they could make them, it, they, they are literally, he's like the good mixture of both of those those guys. And, and that's a big part of why I think they picked Quinston Johnson. He has all the necessary traits. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, and he's a, and is a you know a good player. Now he's also very raw, right? There's a lot of things. Now, 
One of the things that I will say why we wanted Zay Flowers is Zay Flowers has that home run threat ability. Well, clearly the Chargers think he has that home run threat ability, and he, and he really does. There's a couple of things that were brought up um, on uh, you know, all these videos that I've been watching. A lot of Charger fans obviously didn't have him on the radar largely because they thought, well, you know, he's not really – you know, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson probably won't be there. And I think he was just kind of off everyone's radar in general. But he does have the ability to be an extremely scary weapon. And he's a little faster. He tests actually better. I watched a couple of videos where, you know, the TCU, um, you know, uh, pro day, he actually, uh, he, there were a few people that had him down as a 4-3, 4 type of speed. So, I think he tests well and he doesn't test well. Now I think I think you know there's 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 a difference between a clock speed and an actual on-field speed. And and I really do believe that that's really what he does well. And I think Staley and also Telesco and our scouting staff, you know, he didn't show out eye-popping numbers in the combine, but at the end of the day, he's also an elite speed enough and separation. It's a big part of what he does well in his game. Now, again, one of the things I think is really great about him as well, too, he's not a one-trick pony, right? He has played basketball track all the different things that come down he's done a lot of really good things to really set himself apart as an elite wide receiver and so you know in that regard that's a good thing right now you could look at someone like Isaiah Flowers and say well he's a little bit more of a one-trick pony he's also small right and that's a big issue there now one of the great things that I will say that's awesome about him too is that he's going to be learning from a great wide receiver group and that is Keenan Allen Mike Williams and Josh Palmer now if you ever recall guys Josh Palmer uh, talked quite a bit about this when I had my one-on-one -on -one with him because remember, if you recall from that video, go back and watch if you can. Uh, he was at a camp with Jalen Hyatt, another another uh, uh, Tennessee wide receiver, and um, bottom line, he said, "You know what? You got to get to a good wide receiver room, someone that's going to step up and help you and be a mentor." And guess what? He's going to be learning from the best. Mike William and Keenan Allen are in the room, and they are really going to help him do well. And not only that, Josh Palmer, right? I think. That's a four-headed monster. What, what, what would a four-headed monster be You know, in, in real life? right? Four-headed monster. Bottom line, there are four wide receivers in that room. Well, actually, a, a fifth, you, you know, you'll have Jalen Guyton as well. Um, that's going to be solid, and they're going to be learning from each other. And one thing Josh Palmer said on that live that we had, he said, hey, look, guys, at the end of the day, there's enough meat on, on the bone for everyone. Every, there's plenty to uh, – the ball can be spread around plenty enough, and I think that's going to be great. I think that's a really big part of what – also, Kellen Moore will want to do on the offensive side of the ball, too. I don't think he wants to just stick on one or two guys. He wants the ball to be spread around evenly and dispersed quite evenly through. And again, it's a great receiver room. Um, Johnson said, I could go early. Um, I could go in early and pick up a lot of knowledge from those guys and apply it to my game. Now, one thing I will say, too, Mike Bandy was a big guy that really liked working and learning from um, – uh, you know, Mike Williams and also especially Keenan Allen, right? As far as route running is concerned, the thing that's great about Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen has one speed. He doesn't just, he doesn't um, display what he's doing um, and then make his cut, right? So he, he, he always runs the same speed. So you never quite know if he's going to go left, right, post out. That's why he creates separation. And it's not from speed. It's just from him understanding, you know, that he needs to be less, um, uh, predictable in his route running. And that's a good thing. Now, it's one of the things I will say about Quentin Johnson. He's not good at that yet. Again, he's a very new, you know, wide receiver. So I think Keenan Allen can really help him with, with understanding how to not tip what he's doing. He did that a lot in college. Quentin Johnson needs to get better at that. He also needs to get better at, you know, attacking the ball when he's up in the air. There was a couple of videos I saw of him in the combine. My 
God, he made some amazing catches. I mean, just absolutely freak of nature catches. So he has all the talent, but he's a bit raw. That's the secondary part of this conversation, guys. He's a bit raw. So again, you look at that as well, too, and you say, well, he's another asset for Justin Herbert. And he really is, right? And, and guys, you know, there's going to be a lot that's going to happen moving forward. You know, first and foremost, I think he will be fine. Now, the best part about him specifically is Herbert makes everybody look better. I mean, look at, I mean, what was that? Was that week 13, week 14, when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were out? There were a number of weeks where we, we were throwing the ball to Mike Bandy, undrafted free agents. I mean, I'm sorry. They are not the right guys to, to be out on the field, right? Mike Bandy is now in the XFL. Um, and so bottom line, Herbert makes every wide receiver look better. And I, and I promise you a little bit of time with him, Quentin Johnson will be completely fine, right? And so I look at it like this, right? We, last year, we, we, uh, we um, two years ago, drafted a guard, right? We always got um, Jamari stepped up last season. We got a lot of people. Our offensive line actually looks fantastic at this moment right now. So keeping him upright and letting Quentin Johnson run downfield and be that deep threat along with Jalen Guyton will be a really good thing. And the nice thing about having this many wide receivers in the room as well, too, people can take a breather, right? We all know Allen and Williams are getting a little older, and a little longer than the tooth, guys. And at the end of the day, it's one of those situations where you have to say, okay, fine. What's going to happen long-term? How are we going to get younger on this team moving forward? I also predict we will probably get another wide receiver as well because we do not have an actual kick returner. So there's a few names that will probably you know, get maybe even an undrafted portion of, of this draft or very late rounds that are just going to be special team specialists. That's where Shane, uh, that's where uh, Ryan Ficken is going to really be stepping in and helping out. So Again, the good news is it's another asset for Herbert. It's an opportunity for him to move on. Now, let me show you one little th little tweet here that I thought was really cool that talked a little bit about um, really what, what he brings to the table specifically. And, and this is a really great point, right? Um, that bottom line, we were very bad at yards after the catch. I mean, we were horrible. You know, I don't know how often you saw Keenan Allen just catch the ball and just fall on the ground. Mike Williams can't catch the ball, fall on the ground. He was never a guy that would ever try to go deeper or get those extra tough yards. He just didn't do it. But if you if you look at this right now, when you start thinking about yards after the catch, which is something we have not done at all with, with this Charger system, um, Quentin Johnson sits right um, – um, I think he led the league. And like I think he was number two in the league is yards after catch. So when you start thinking Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, Gingiba, Jalen Hyatt – all of those guys, he outbeats them on yards after the catch. That's a big part of his game. Now, there's two sides of that conversation, though. There was a lot of times where I saw film on him where he would pause, he would try to make a move, and he could have just gone vertical, right? He's fast enough to break away from some defenders, but he just sometimes would pause and, and make a move that he doesn't really need to make. So, again, he's not perfect, but he does have a lot of the traits that he can you know, definitely help and, and go from there. Now, I bring this up largely because we are planning on using him more of as a deep threat. Brandon said was very clear about this, and also Tom Telesco, probably going to be an outside guy. Most likely, what might even happen is you might even move Keenan Allen into the slot, which I think is an interesting conversation. Kind of makes sense because you know he can work the middle of the field, which I think would be a really good thing for Keenan Allen to do. So you'd have Mike Williams, and then you have uh, Q or Quentin Johnson, Johnston on the on both sides, and then you'll have Allen in the slot, and then you know obviously Palmer would be mixed in, and Guyton would be mixed in as well too. So I mean that's a really strong wide receiver room. So again, 
as I'm thinking through this and formulating how this is going to play out in my mind, it's making more and more sense to me. Um, again, I still wanted Jackson Smith in Jiba, uh, JSN. I really wanted him a lot. I had a dream about it, that he was going to be our pick in the first round. But the Seacocks got him right before us, and so it's a little frustrating. But again, the more I've looked at him specifically as far as Quentin Johnson's concerned, everything I've also seen as well, too, not only with Justin Herbert, but Quentin Johnson's ceiling is extremely high. And, and that's a few of the major takeaways that I saw from a lot of people, right? Again, he's not been playing the game for very long. He's got all the physical traits. He just needs to get into a system that he can shine and do very well. And I think the Chargers are a very good fit for him as well. Again, Tom Telesco and obviously clearly Brandon Staley really like him. If you watch their presser afterwards, he's a good guy. Plus, he reminds me very much of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Like I said, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that movie, Weird Science, like way back in the days. I'm kind of dating myself here. You know, when they made that woman in a lab. I'm not joking. Quentin Johnson literally is Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. It's they're like the three-headed monster. It's an easy way of calling him something like that, right? So, you know, I know Kellen Moore also really liked him as well. I think Kellen Moore actually spoke to him quite a bit um, at the Combine, if I remember correctly. There's a lot of things that, um, you know, a good situation, right? So, anyways, so long story short, we don't go, want to go too deep into this. Um, uh, by the way, this this was awesome. This is actually where Kyle was at the entire time. It was so great to have him there, and uh, it was awesome to see. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about, too, is he's got a lot of room to improve. Again, I said he's raw, right? There's a lot of things he does well and a lot of things he needs to improve on. Um Again, uh, catch rate was 89% in college. That's what Telesco said right now. So, um, again, nobody's perfect. Okay, Nobody is absolutely perfect in the wide receiver room or any you know person coming out of the draft. Now, you could argue, you say, well, Zay Flowers might be. You know, Steve Smith really thought that he was going to be a day one starter. Very good. He's going to do very well um, at the Ravens. Literally, he's picked right after us. Um, but bottom line, I think it's one of those situations where, you know, I think really Quentin Johnson really fit the mold of what we have now. And what I think Justin Herbert's also probably used to throwing the ball to as well. So the good news is I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, Sailor said, we just really feel strongly about this guy. Um, the totality of his skill set, height, weight, speed, and character. We're just happy that he's a charger. And Brandon Sealy also said in his presser that, look, at the end of the day, when he met him, he just said, this guy's a charger. And one of the things that I've seen so far with Brandon Staley and also Tom Telesco and the way that this team has been created and built, it's really now all about character. You want the right locker room guys. Now, when Staley says also height, weight, speed, I know a lot of people, myself included, were a little frustrated because we didn't get Zay Flowers. I wanted that downfield threat. I want to see that 65-yard bomb like we get with Jalen Guyton. Well, here's the thing. The way I look at it, the way I interpret what Telesco and Brandon Silly said about that, this guy can do it. Q can be that downfield threat, right? He's got the speed enough. Okay, I'm going to make that very clear. Enough. I know we want these burners, right? These four twos, four threes, you know, just extremely fast guys. But it's a little difficult to measure that, right? I think this guy, there's 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 running quickly in the combine, but there's on-field speed. And, and Staley and Telesco specifically talked about him, that he has a lot of on-field speed. So he is going to be our deep threat guy. I know, and I know as fans, we all thought Zay Flowers would be that guy. But here's the thing. Staley and Telesco both really gave me the impression that it was a height thing and a weight thing, right? Zay Flowers was 170 at Boston College. I think he might be 180 now. Uh, you know, Q is 6'3 and 210. 
right? He probably could be 220, right? Again, NFL's tough. And Staley said it almost perfectly. He said, look, this is a game for men, and you want bigger bodies. And he just does, right? So I think really, I think you look at Zay Flowers, you look at Quentin Johnson, you say, we want Quentin Johnson. We want the bigger body guy. Again, agree or disagree with, with what Staley thinks, but that's really, in my opinion, the main decision factor that came down as well, too. So um, I'm going to talk about this, and then I'll wrap up my thoughts on Q, and then also what I think is going to happen specifically on um, – you know, day two and day three. Okay. So again, I really do wanted, I wanted JSN so bad. I really thought he was the right guy for us, but bottom line didn't work out. Now, one thing that uh, Telisco did talk about, they did ask questions about, Hey, would you think about trading down? You got to remember at that time, guys, we had a lot of people on the board that we liked a lot, a lot of tight ends. We had with edge rushers. We had all the right people that we wanted. Right. And so um, a trade down would have made sense. Now, the interesting thing is um, so Telesco really did talk specifically about the trade down scenario. Um, I think he talked about there, there was a couple of phone calls I did call from different teams. Nothing really worked out. So that makes me think, and again, it was really weird how often people were getting trade up scenarios that were pretty inexpensive. I mean, a lot more inexpensive than we expected them to be at least. Right. So clearly we weren't getting what we wanted to trade down. So we just didn't do it. Now, whether that is going to happen or not, we'll see. But bottom line, I think, and I'm, I'm going to talk about one that I think could potentially happen on day two or even day three as well. But it's one of those things where, um, you know, I like the pick and I understand why we stuck where we were, but I still kind of question um, if we could have gone a different route, right? Because there was a lot of different options that we could have gone as far as staying with 21 or moving down and getting an additional pick or so as well. But it'll be interesting to see. Um, so again, I'll, I'll, I'll read this final paragraph and then we'll go into my final thoughts for day two and, and moving forward. Do we want to trade out or do we want to stay and pick? We decided to stay and pick because none of the trades really worked out for us. We kind of took it from there. And, and bottom line, guys, I kind of understand the concept that, hey, didn't work. We didn't get what we wanted, so we're just going to stick with it. So let me wrap up my thoughts on this. Um, look, Quentin Johnson was not my guy. I, you know, I, Again, Zion Johnson last year was not my guy as well, too. But you know, we do have some people here in this organization that kind of know football better than myself. I will admit that. And bottom line, you know, when we look at Quentin Johnson, he has a lot of the raw talent. I get it. But is he NFL ready? That's my biggest concern. Is he really ready to go? The best part about him coming here, and, and Josh Palmer said it perfectly on my interview with him three weeks ago or four weeks ago at this point, he said he's going to be going into a locker room with some amazing wide receivers that are hopefully going to make him the best wide receiver that he can be. So he really needs to come into camp humble, ready to learn, and can learn from Allen and Williams and even Josh Palmer right off the gate and, and or out of the gate and absolutely kick some butt, right? So I'm excited to see his upside. I'm excited to see what he's there. And he's providing his depth because we all know, guys, our wide receivers are getting extremely expensive. Allen and Williams, crazy money these next two years. So, again, likely we're probably not going to have both of them uh, in the 2024 uh, season. So, so let's talk a little bit about today, day two. And let's talk about also day three, right? So I think day two, we get an edge rusher and we get a tight end is what I would predict. Whatever order that is, who knows, right? Um, I would probably say edge rusher first and then maybe a tight end of the third is what I'm assuming because I think some of the tight ends will probably drop depending on how that plays out. 
The other prediction I had, I did, I did sort of tease this a little bit too. This also could be a day that we could see Austin Eckler get moved off or traded away. The reason I bring that up is because, you know, there was conversations around the Bills, there was conversations around the Eagles, so on and so forth, right? A lot of these teams did want him, but I promise you they were probably like, well, we're not going to give up a, a very you know deep pick, right? We want to give up maybe a second or maybe a third or maybe two thirds, you know, something of that nature. So I can easily see Austin Eckler getting dealt today or Saturday for some some compensation picks as well. So that could be an interesting thing to see. You you never know how that plays out. Stranger things have happened. We, we did see some, some move-ups up on the board and some move down. Patriots always move down. They always trade down, so they get some additional picks. It's very interesting to see. But I, but I will say this. Edge and tight end is what I'm going to predict for day two. What do you guys think on those thoughts as well, too? So bottom line, guys, um, I'm warming up to Q at this point. Uh, I, I see the benefit. I see why he is our guy. I, I can understand why we picked him, but it's still a little hard for me to fully understand. I just kind of feel like you probably could have gotten someone a little bit more ready, or maybe you could have picked a tight end and then maybe go off someone like a Mims or one of these other guys in the second round. Clearly they see something in Quentin Johnson. They like a lot more than we know. Um, and I think it really boils down to his height, weight, speed, what he did, has done. I think his leadership, his personality, clearly he, left a really lasting impression on our coaching staff and scouting staff. So it is what it is. As always, guys, Andrew, Bolt Bros, see you guys in the next one.